In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. And I want to introduce you to Hannah Jaletta. She's an actual Betches Bride fan who is actively planning their wedding. It's my goal to help guide them through the process with practical tips and expert insights. Hannah, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you, Fallon? I'm cool and I'm good. I'm happy. <laughs> but your wedding is tomorrow. How's that feeling? <laughs> Oh my gosh, please, please no. Yeah, it's like, you know, every time I log into the knot.com, it's like this many days away. I'm like, no. Um, Yeah, we are, we are excited, but definitely feeling, feeling a little pressure. Mm. All right. So you're planning an April 22, 2023 wedding for about 150 guests in Leesburg, Virginia. Tell me why you picked the location. So um, it's kind of a unique situation living in the DMV, you know, because we were looking at venues in D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Ultimately, um, we wanted to pick D.C., but that tax, it's higher Mm -hmm. and it really does (laughs) add up. And so we ended up picking Virginia partially because the tax um, was lower. And that when you look at the bottom line, like like I said, it really does add uh, add things in. And so we picked uh, Leesburg because it was kind of close to where we live. Um, we I have a lot of there's a large Ethiopian population around here. I'm half Ethiopian, so all my family can drive to it, which is awesome. Um, it's also just like really beautiful out there, kind of more like wineries open. Mm-hmm. So we were looking for a little bit of that. It's also on Earth Day. So we were like, we got to bring in some <laughs> Earth Day vibes. Um, but yeah, ultimately, we really wanted something that had everything included as well. Okay. So catering, linens, all that good stuff, a uh, day okay. of coordinator. So that's why we chose it. Love. And ultimately, tell us a little bit more about your venue. It looks like it's a country club. It's overlooking some water. Talk to me about that scenery that you're, you guys picked. Yeah. So it's, um, again, we wanted something, um, a little indoor outdoor vibes, um, is on right off the Potomac. So you can kind of see the water uh, during the ceremony, which we love. Um, and you know, April, you never know what the weather. So it has a little element of outdoor (laughs) at all, right? It could be a snowstorm. (laughs) Um, but it has that that element of outside, but it's also, um, has, you know, all the structures for, for that indoor vibe too. All right, cool. So every how far is Leesburg from where you're going and did you have to create room blocks for everyone? Yeah, um, Leesburg's about 45 minutes from the city okay. and where Not most bad. of our family is. So it's but it's kind of a unique situation because I'm like, are you going to sleep over? Are you going to mm-hmm. drive home? And so it was a little bit hard to determine how many hotels we should get, how many room blocks um, we should do. And so we're kind of finding that the first hotel that we booked is now fully booked. And that second hotel only has one or two stragglers. So okay, we're kind of having to now our shuttle's going to have to go to both. And so it's being 45 minutes from your venue, I would say it's 
you never know what you're going to get. Guests might stay or they might they might go home. Okay. And you have some family that's coming from out of the country. Tell me a little bit more about what that looked like, how you were communicating with everyone and was Lee's, even though it's only 45 minutes away, how you were navigating just the movement of everyone? Yeah. So um, my dad is one of 15. Um, and so he has, yeah, lots of family all spread throughout the um, the world. And I'm so, so um, blessed and honored that some of them are coming from out of the country. Um, we have one family member coming from Sweden with his entire family and then a couple um, coming from London. And so you know, people I was navigating online, when should you save, send save the dates? And I was like, no, mm-hmm. I'm telling them the second I book because <laughs> I want them to have all the time to plan, yeah. right? And so um, that's what we did. You know, the second we signed on the dotted line for our venue, I reached mm-hmm. out to those family members that were international. Um, and really, honestly, just building out the wedding website, making sure you know, they knew um, what airport was closest, what the options were, um, a couple touristy things, um, building those things out, um, and then just kind of reaching out to them separately and saying, like, let me know if you have any questions getting over here, all that kind of stuff yeah. um, is, has been important. I love that. And and just general pro tip, I think that's great advice to give. It's don't send out save the dates until you have a, an actual signed contract with your venue. And generally, your save the dates are going out six to eight months in advance. If it's a destination, feel free to give it a year. But anything more than that, people are going to forget about it. So Mm. definitely stay within a good reason amount of time. But you were giving people time to prepare themselves to really take this trip. And I know sometimes people have to get passports. So giving enough people, people enough time is really a great, great thing that you've done. Did you use any apps at all? Or did you kind of lean on the website to be your kind of your best way of communication? Really just the website. Cool. Yeah, really and, just the website. And it worked. And you still reach yeah. out to people probably on WhatsApp, like this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I also suggest when you're sending out that wedding website, make sure your hotel blocks are already complete. So that way people can start to book as soon as possible. Um, and you can also give people access to RSVPing the moment they get that save the date. So you can really understand exactly who's coming, who's not coming um, a little sooner than later. And you can can kind of manage expectations and the guest experience that way. Um, Hannah, Hannah, were you getting a lot of, of declines on the front end or did you, were people like taking forever to RSVP for you? So we, you know, we did everything virtually, which is, I don't know if it's untraditional now or non-traditional. I love or- it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm like, put it all in a spreadsheet for me. I don't feel like, you know, laying this stuff out on my counter. Um, so everything was virtual. And the one thing that I guess a mistake we made is we didn't tell people when to RSVP by. So after we sent the invite out, I had to do kind of a blast. We used paperless posts and it was super easy, but we did a blast saying, hey, we need to know by March 1st. So okay. that was just last week. Um, there were still a few stragglers <laughs> that I'm like, hello, are you coming? Um, but we, until March uh, or the day before March 1st, we had no declines. And so what I, I no one. And so I'm thinking <laughs> when we're when everyone's we're shop- about to show up, <laughs> everyone's about to show up and we're shopping and people are saying, what do they say? Maybe. 10, 15%, 10 to 15%. Are be yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of budgeted that. And so it's, yeah, I would say just 
don't put that in your budget. Just assume everyone's going to show. Literally, when people are like, oh, I'm going to do an A and a B list. I was like, baby. Assume everyone shows up. <laughs> yes. What's going to happen to all those those meals that that we don't have? And I've, right. I've I've actually had a wedding that happened just like that. Like the bride was like, oh, "I don't know." And everyone still showed up and we did not have enough oh, seating. Oh my god. It was terrible. Oh, so yes, you can make an A and a B list, but until you get a hard no from yeah. someone, do not send out any other invitations until you yep. know exactly how many bodies might be in this room. And this is kind of on a similar topic. So one other mistake I would say we made is for our welcome party. I don't know if you want to – should I get Mm, into that? Talk to me. (laughs) So Fallon, we did this welcome party thinking, okay, this will be a chill rehearsal dinner, um, out-of-town guests, maybe 30, like 40, maybe 50 people. Mm. And Mm. we put it on our paperless posts that, Mm. you know (laughs) – Look at, okay. look at that. <laughs> we, 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 get, we get our cater. We find out what the per plate cost, all mm. this good stuff. And uh, we end up at 95 people. And so <laughs> that's huh. another thing that hindsight, I'm like, I don't know what we did wrong. Probably just putting it on the website. The, in, on the website. Yeah. Um, but I, that's advice I would give to any other bride. Like yeah. if you do not want – or not not want – I feel bad saying that. You know what I mean. But if, you, if you're not expecting or planning for a certain amount, mm-hmm. just make sure to distinguish. Yeah. Get, 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 get separate invitations or a separate website or whatever it's going to yeah. be. Like, or sometimes websites will allow you to give – a special password that lets you allocate different pages or use different pages. Oh, so separate church and state depending on how many bodies you want in which room for which event. But yeah. you're, you're good now. Everything's fine. But understanding you're having a welcome event and you had people coming out of the country, talk to me about like what was what were some things were in your mind when you, you've got to take care of these people? Like they're, I'm assuming they're coming, like you said, Sweden, maybe Ethiopia. Like you got a lot of people coming from far, far away. How, what were your thoughts on taking care of them? And this is, yeah, this is something that I've been struggling with because, you know, just like every, all the other planning happening, it's like, this is something I do want to focus on now. Um, mm. You know, of course we have, you know, they know where their hotel is. They'll have their little welcome package, a little welcome bag with all the little goodies in it. Um, they know the schedule, but I, I personally don't know how else to honor them, make sure they know they feel loved on that mm-hmm. day and show them that I really, really appreciate them coming um, and yeah. making the huge trip. So. I mean, I know you didn't anticipate that many people being at your welcome, but generally for a destination event, that's what the welcome is for, to kind of do that, just welcome everyone. Also, I like to suggest, you know, get, if, if you have the time, you and your plus one, your fiance, if you guys are able to actually greet them when they arrive. So when you understand their flight patterns and pass, if everyone's kind of coming in a bigger group or kind of a straggler throughout the day, finding some time to actually go by the hotel and actually say hi to them um, yeah. if, if it works in the world. But ultimately, a handwritten thank you note in their room or that's given to them upon arrival, will supersede to me any welcome bag that ever existed. I think if they know that you're excited that they're there, you can just – writing a handwritten note is very free. So, <laughs> I mean, other than the stationery, it's We love on. free. We love we free. We love free. But if it's like 
if you know that they have a special something that they like or because it's the same as when you go to a hotel and you check in the room and you may have told them it's your birthday and you walk in and there's a, a bottle of champagne or a little thing of cookies and just a note. Exactly. That, that, it, that does, it does a lot to just say I've been thinking. delight. I, girl, that's my favorite <laughs> phrase. That, Hannah, girl, that is my favorite phrase on the planet. So a little surprise and delight goes a surprise long way. Delight. And it doesn't need to cost you an arm and a leg. Like, yeah. Just doing what you can to let them know. So I think watching their flight, let just texting them, hey, I saw you guys just yeah. got in. We're so excited. Yeah. Don't overthink it. Just do what you would normally do to a good friend who just came into town. You know? I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's that's great <laughs> advice. And sometimes I think we get on these like high level thinking yep. and we we forget how important those little details are. So less is more. That. Keep it yeah. simple. Don't overdo yep. it. That's all yep. you need. Um, yeah. And even depending on the hotel, work with the hotel and see if that's something that they, – do they have anything they already put in the room? And you can just add your card to it and look like a mm-hmm. champ. Just like, I'm going to add my little card <laughs> to the little cupcakes they were already giving. It was all me the whole time. Part of it wasn't. But I don't know that. I love so it. I love it's it. like just lean into what already exists. Yes. But again, I love a welcome event. I love a rehearsal dinner for doing your toast, but the welcome event is yeah. really for – because some of these people might not have met other people. I think it's a great time right. to collaborate and like really feel the love. It's yeah. Good. Yeah. As a guest, I always love like – it's almost like a preview of the wedding, right? Mm-hmm. Getting to see everyone mingle, be like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and that's – and I think that's what a lot of, you know, planning couples need to keep in mind is – what would you want it to be like if you were the guest? Always mm. put yourself in the shoes of, of your guest. So that way right. you're able to plan something that really is meaningful and something that you would want to experience. Like there's lots of what – when I'm coordinating weddings, it's because I would actually want to go to them. I put right. in a little surprise and delight of like, I'd want that. So just mm-hmm. think about what you would want to get and how you would want to experience it and lean into that feeling. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. You can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code brides20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code brides20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code Brides 20, newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well... 
Good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You guys are working with a day of coordinator, right? Yep. And how's that been going? So um, ours is it is included in the venue. So um, we mm. have had now, I mm. think, four people mm. that have mm. been the – yeah. So it's one of those situations where we're always being kind of introduced to this new person, you know, and they're kind of having to relay the mm. new <laughs> – so, yeah, you guys can't see Fallon's face right now, but I'm just like feeling all the. Huh. Huh. Tell me more. <laughs> so, I want to, I am a person that wants to be as proactive as possible, yes. avoid as much conflict as possible in life in general, but especially, you know, when we're spending this much money. So, yep. um, I have not heard anything from her yet. And, you know, we're whatever out um, over a month, but still, I'm wondering if I should be reaching out to her. And trying to get the ball rolling Hmm. on this stuff. Hmm. Okay. So I'm going to break it down. A month of coordinator is different than a day of coordinator. And a venue coordinator is different from both of those. Oh, boy. So. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. So I was like, girl, you don't have nobody. But that's okay. We're going to talk through this real quick. So first of all, a day of coordinator to me doesn't exist because that would be like just asking a stranger off the street to come in on the day of your wedding and work it and know everything. There has to be some time where they're learning your wedding. So generally to learn a wedding, what you've been planning for over a year is going to take someone at least four to six weeks, give or take, which is where the concept of a month of coordinator comes in. If someone says I'm a day of coordinator, I'm like, well, how, Sway? How do you learn a wedding in 24 hours while you're in it? This is going to be successful, end quote. So I would say step one, if you have it within your budget, and I know it's down to the wire, but trying to find a month of coordinator that can actually coordinate your event. Now, the task of a coordinator on site versus a coordinator that's a month of coordinator. A month of coordinator will generally look through all of your contracts verify that the hours line up with what you guys are talking about. They will reach out to every vendor, introduce themselves, identify final balances, and create a run of show for you. And the run of show is what you'll use for the day. They'll send that run of show to all of your vendors. They'll be the one calling the vendor if they're late. While you're in hair and makeup, you're doing your thing. The photographer got in a car accident. She's figuring it out while you're doing your life. You're getting married. She's going to figure it out. Your on-site coordinator person at the venue navigates the venue. She knows the venue. She's going to make sure it doesn't burn down. And she's going to make sure anything coming into the venue is put into where it needs to go based on what you've told her you want it to go to. Is she going to call your photographer if they're late? Probably not because she doesn't know who the photographer is. She doesn't care. That's why they have a turnover rate of like three different girls in a month because these girls are in and out. They don't know. (laughs) Yep, yep. (laughs) Hannah, wow. talk to me. What are you thinking? What are we doing here? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm going to like currently Googling month of coordinators in the DMV. 
Um, Yeah, I think that. And so this is making more sense because, for example, my hair and makeup um, person last week was like, hey, can you create a timeline for me Mm -hmm. for your girls? And I was kind of thinking, well, whose responsibility is that supposed to be? Yours. So it's mine (laughs) unless I get a month Mm -hmm. of coordinator and then you're saying they would kind of handle that. Correct. For for each vendor. Correct. So they would – generally the run of shows that I create for a wedding day, there's one master that is for all of the vendors. There's also an internal one that's for you and me so that way I know all your formalities. I know if you want to do yoga in the morning, all of these other nuances. And then there is a hair and makeup schedule for all of your girls. So for hair and makeup, I always say a lot, at least 45 minutes per service. Okay. Always a lot, an hour and a half for you for each service. You're going to be crying. You're going to be laughing. You're going to be drinking champagne. So basically what I say do is identify the the drop dead time you need to be in your dress Mm -hmm. and then just cushion that as best as you can. Give yourself 30 minutes to get in your dress. Because you're going to be crying. You're going to be moving around. Oh, I can't find my Spanx anywhere. Like budget in as much emergency time as you possibly can. Okay. And also budget in time for people being late. Mm, That part. That part. (laughs) All right. And that's the thing. I've been contacting my photographer because I'm trying to work backwards to Mm -hmm. see what time he thinks we need to start. Because then whenever that would be... I would work backwards from that to figure out hair and makeup. Yes. Yes. And also consider if you want them to take getting ready shots. So if you want them like, hey, I want my girls in a bathrobe or I want the guys to be looking like they're doing whatever they pretend to do in their rooms. (laughs) (laughs) Like if you're like, I have the photographer for eight hours, identify are, are they leaving in dinner? Are they leaving right after dinner? Like what formalities need to happen for them to capture? Usually right, right. after cake cutting, you can let the photographer go. People yeah. get sweaty okay. and ugly and yucky and they're not they're, – they're drunk. They're not – no not one needs to cap. ready. They're not – they're done. It's the party's <laughs> over. The party's beginning. Photographer can go. Like, yeah. So, yeah. And then I, then I work backwards. So it's like what time gotcha. do you actually cut your cake? Run backwards, 8, 10 hours. That's when they're starting. Do not feel pressed to have your photographer there at the top of the morning. It does not matter. They can fake those shoots all the time. Um, They can can make anything look like it happened whenever. But I think what I I really do want you to focus on is trying to find someone that can coordinate this so you don't have to. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think it will – like I said, at this point, this huge investment we've made (laughs) – if, if we can avoid any conflicts, that's what I'm looking for. So yeah. I really appreciate that. You want a smooth show. And also mm-hmm. reach out to friends. Like this yeah. is also a great time to give opportunity to someone who might be starting. Um, so reach out to like a friend who's like, hey, do you know any wedding planners that might be just getting their footing? So that way you can, might probably get a price cut or something. Just, just Love uh, that. some economy advice. So tell me more about these prep pictures for photography since we're on that topic. What have you been TikToking and watching and seeing and Pinteresting? What are people saying? Oh, man. So, Fallon, I am like one of those TikTok before bed gals. And, um, you know, I'm just searching bridal trends, this and that. And I keep seeing all this advice from people on TikTok saying that you need to, need to, need to plan out your photographer's shots that you want. So Mm. they're like, make sure you tell your photographer um, you know, at the end of your first dance, you need a picture of the dip. Make sure you tell your photographer that you 
you know, get this certain shot of these two people. And so it's just, I'm like, is this normal or Mm. is this, is this extra? (laughs) Okay. So there, I do suggest a shot list for the pictures you need that are like your parents standing up. If there's, especially if there's any family rifts, we need to know if like the mom Mm. and the dad can't stand next to each other, this kind of thing. But I also want to know all of the formal pictures we need in every single configuration. Bride with mom, bride with dad, bride and bride and groom with mom and dad, bride and bride with like every single way that I can, whoever needs to be there, I like to know their names. And I also, as a planner, I request a face sheet. So I want to know who these people look like. Because I, yeah. in the middle of cocktail, I'm going to have to run and get them. You're yeah. over there kissing your your boo. And I'm like, what do they look like? I don't know. So a face sheet yeah. helps me know. <laughs> so, Love so. that. Yes. Photographers, however, hate from what I've heard. They hate shot lists because outside mm. of the formality of like, catch me kissing. Well, duh. Like, I'm not going to just walk. They're right. not going to walk away at the first dance and not catch the dip if they're a good photographer. Right. So don't state the obvious. I would say state the things that would not be obvious. So, and also talk to your photographer about prep locations and where you might want to shoot. Or if they've worked at the venue before, they probably should know exactly where to shoot. But if for Mm -hmm. some reason you guys are exchanging gifts and the photographer doesn't know that, that's something to note. If there's um, a special pendant or a special um, suit, you know, something special that you're like, I really want a singular picture of this. Those are the things to highlight, but don't stress yourself trying to, like, oh, I want to dip. I want to do this. I want to twirl. I, like, Avi, I'm going to be there all day just literally standing in front of you with this camera. I'm going to yes. get it. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Those are like the shots when you think of the word wedding. That's what comes in your mind. So, and these are professionals. That's why yes. I felt kind of torn. I was like, I don't want to offend them too. No. But that makes and sense I to would, have specifics. Exactly. And I would have a conversation with every vendor about what is the information that is important to them to receive. So that way they know um, because there's no point in doing all this work that you're seeing and the photographer's like, I actually don't need this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of time photographers have their own templates of how they want information and they will tell you exactly what you need. But ask your vendors. Your vendors are there yeah. to give you the support you need, especially if you're not working with a planner. Communicate right. with them often so that you don't overlook anything and walk through the day with your photographer specifically because they're the person that's with you more than I am as a planner. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really good advice. Thought I had a planner, don't have a planner. So Yeah, you ain't got a planner, girl. That's okay. <laughs> you know, but that's oh, fine. You're gonna get your one. But you're on your way to success. So yeah, I'm on my way. You're on your way. You're almost there. And okay, so I know that you also have experienced some things. Just trying to plan this wedding seems like it might have been a lift for you and your what's your fiance's name? Hannah. Josh. So you and Josh, how, how talk to me about how to how how's your home right now? Oh, how's our home? We actually got married last night. Technically, well, you know, we could- <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think it's okay because I said yes, um, or okay. I said I do, whatever. Right. Um, backstory on that is just that in Virginia, if you our friends marrying us, and we had to have a celebrant sign the, you know, that whole all that thing. Not, yep, yeah, all that all that thing. Mm. Anywho. <laughs> So um, I would say my fiance, Josh, he's a very, very, um, what's the word? Very confident, very established person, professional, has started his own business. He thought this was going to be easy. And he said, oh, this is the hardest so thing he's 
ever done, right? Mm-hmm. It's, cute. it's cute. But so we're both very busy people. And so he was like, why don't we set a Google Calendar invite every Sunday from one to three? We call it wedding work. Put a couple little cute yep. emojis. So every every Sunday, one to three, we'd show up on the couch. All right, <laughs> let's open up the laptops, start our wedding work time. And it always turned into a fight. It was the most dreadful time of the week because what we, I think what we determined is that I'm a checklist girly. I like to make my checklist, check, 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 right? And so because we were only doing this once a week, there was no checking happening. Mm. We were going through it. It's like, okay, well, now we have to email this vendor. We have to wait for their response. It was the middle of the week that I got a response. Well, we weren't going to meet until the next Sunday again. And so it just became this vicious cycle (laughs) of us being so frustrated with each other um, and us kind of dreading wedding planning. So, yeah. (laughs) Well... We have an expert to that can – I know that you're kind of done with it and you're almost through it, but I, we have an expert on who can basically dig a little bit deeper into making sure you and you and Josh or your babe or whoever it is who's listening, that you guys stay kind to each other through this process and make it, make it nice. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now it's time to ask our expert. Each episode, we'll be inviting wedding experts and insiders onto the podcast to dig deeper into our bride's biggest problem areas. And our expert today is Maggie Darty. How are you, darling? How are you? Good. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. We're excited too. Hannah is, she's a stone's throw, as my mom would say, from this wedding. And she actually got married last night. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. But I think along the way, she and her fiance or her husband, Josh, ran into a few interesting planning problems. They would meet once a week, they'd have a meeting, and they identified that their learning styles and execution styles of planning this wedding are extremely different. So Mm. would love to just open up the floor on What's a general suggestion you have for couples that are planning as this is their first big project together? And how do they navigate that and and make time for it? I think what you've already done is beautiful by already scheduling a time once a week to do it. I just got married in December 2022. We didn't have weekly meetings. Um, (laughs) I just like did it. I took over and I was like pulling my hair out. Um, So I think the fact that you are setting a time aside to talk about it. Yes, I think you're running into some bumps of like, oh, you do it that way, but I do it this way. Making time to delegate talk about issues, maybe even say, oh, we've got everything covered this week. We know what we both have to do. Great. Jump in. I think that is probably number one in communication around planning a wedding. 
we can have all the Word documents and the Google spreadsheets and we can look at it, but a lot of times we don't have what's backing that up or the emotion backing that up. So if you guys are having open communication about it, then I think it's really good to be able to talk about those emotions or see the stressors and not keep it bottled up until Mm. you have a meeting that goes wrong and then somebody's crying and somebody's yelling. Yeah, it's it's um honestly that it, what what it came down to during that week or the meeting that we would have um was that he would like he is very opinionated about things and it's I love him for it and I hate him for it. <laughs> and so his opinion he would be very opinionated. I would say, "Well, I just want to get this done. I don't really care if it's this this shade or this shade. Um, and so I think that's where some of our some of our riffs came in is you know, we I did not I just want to get it done and check it off. and he right. um, w- wants to take it more slow and um, really be intentional about mm. every single detail. So. And I think if we're talking gender norms, right, that that feels a little opposite. And I know it was for me, <laughs> yes. like my friends, like I was like the detail oriented. I knew everything. My friends were like, you're going too far where you're like, let's just, I know it's going to be great. Like, let's just keep going. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think with couples, it's hard because you want to validate your partner's thoughts and emotions, even if you don't agree with them, or even if you're like, I really don't have time for this, right? Because if we cut somebody off and say like, okay, that's fine, but like, let's just get this done with, it can make them feel like I'm not being heard. And if Mm. a partner doesn't feel heard, then maybe they'll stop speaking up. Or when they do speak up, it'll be a little passive aggressive or even just downright aggressive. And then sometimes arguments can start. Yeah. Maggie, do you ever suggest, and just thinking of like working with couples, every I always understand that everyone's going to have their own priority. Like someone, something's going to be more important to the other person. Do you suggest maybe they have an initial meeting where they walk through kind of priorities and what's really important to them and even how they make decisions? Do they want to take their time? How fast do they want to move? What are some things or practices people can use to, to just set up a, a standard, I guess? I call that like division of labor. A lot of times with couples, I'm talking about like household chores and things like that. But when you're planning a big event, like a wedding, what's important to you and what do you want to take? And what's important to you and what do you want to take? And then what are those things that like neither one of us want to do, right? Mm. What are those tasks that like both of us are saying, this is going to be a drag. I don't want to do it. Like stuffing envelopes, right? For invitations, <laughs> gathering addresses, doing the RSVP, right? Like those little tasks that most people are like, oh, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. How can you evenly distribute that or do those together? Like when you get home at night and can you go through the RSVPs and together like one, open it and read it and one, put it into the spreadsheet. That way it's not like one person's doing all of the tasks that you both hate, it's even more. And you get to do the tasks that you really love to do because you kind of claimed them, so to speak. I love that. And I guess jumping in again, it's speaking of money. Hannah, you had a budget that was a little bit smaller mm-hmm. and then it got a little bit bigger. <laughs> Were there some riffs or how did that impact your how did that impact the conversations every Sunday? <laughs> yes, during our wedding work time. So, um, Josh, you know, I I will say this was a little bit of me too. I had no idea how much weddings were, right? And so he's thinking, oh, a couple thousand, ten thousand, whatever. And so once we just 
found out how much weddings actually cost, um, it was like, okay, this is our number, right? Mm. And it was um, 30000 or something. I don't know. But so it was like, that's our number. That's where we're at. And then um, as our budget went up and up and up, he was like, well, that's the number we had established. And so it did cause some friction, some tension because he was already, I think, kind of had these low expectations of how much it was going to cost. And so I think I wish that we had a real conversation in the beginning about um, how much over budget, you know, weddings typically mm-hmm. do go or what's actually realistic. Um, because we were just Google searching average wedding in America 2023. Oh. And it's like, you can't do that. <laughs> at all. At all. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, I think the, the wedding budget definitely caused some friction just because it's like, we have that Google sheet going and every time we put a number in, it's like, wow, mm-hmm. this is really growing. Um, yeah. And sometimes that grows even more in those last couple of weeks because then that's like, oh, the, oh crap, I forgot this stuff. And like that a lot of times, like you put on a credit card and you're like, I didn't budget for these kind of things. A lot of people forget like tips, things like that, right. or like small little things that week of that you're like, I don't have this and I need to go buy it. There's no other choice. Right. Right. And I think too, with money, I think it means something to everybody, right? And what you want to spend on that day and what you don't want to. I also think when couples get engaged, the first thing you should do is what's important to you. If you really want a band, you might have to cut corners elsewhere Mm -hmm. because a DJ is cheaper than a band. If you like need the top photographer because the pictures are the most important, then maybe you go with a catering hall that you still love, but maybe isn't as pricey per plate. I think it's a right. it's a lot about couples learning to negotiate. A lot of times people say couples should compromise, but I find if somebody's compromising, one person's usually getting what they want and the other's getting it's none not. of what they want. <laughs> mm-hmm. Negotiating is to come with an outcome that you both feel good on. Maggie, it's so your specialty is you're a licensed marriage and family therapist. So yes, when I send my kickoff email to my couples, I say, hey, guys, I'm really good at weddings. Like I can make that really, really nice. The Hmm. one thing I don't do, I cannot plan your marriage. And I think I'm planning a 15 hour day that's going to be really saucy. It's going to be nice. (laughs) It's going to be pretty. (laughs) Could but be everything the, the you moment want. You, everything you want, but the moment you step out of mine, I cannot help you have conversations about how to raise children. Do you want children? How are you sharing your finances? How are you paying off this wedding debt that you now have in front of you? <laughs> right. How are you solving problems? Which tours to do? So what do you suggest couples once they finally get engaged? How do they start having those hard conversations and should they be hiring a therapist? I think that one, you have to understand you're going to have really hard conversations. You're going to disagree. There's going to be tension. And that does not mean that your relationship is failing, right? A lot of times couples get into these big arguments even, and they're like, this is it. We're never going to be able to be together. Calm it down. You love each other, but you both have emotions and thoughts and it's all coming out and that's okay. When couples say to me, well, we never fight. I'm like, then you're not talking to each other because there's no way (laughs) you are not disagreeing on anything. Right. I tell my couples, I'm like, I'm giving you skills. And then I go home and I do the opposite with my own husband. So like, we're all not perfect. (laughs) So I think it's acknowledging we're not always going to agree and that's okay. 
I think that, yes, obviously, I think therapy is great. I think that getting into that, a lot of times couple come to me and they're like, we don't have any big problems, but we just want to learn how to communicate better. That way, when the big problem comes, we can talk about it. A lot of people use couples therapy as that last ditch effort. And I would beg people, if they find that they're communicating roughly, then go. You don't have to go forever. You can go for six Mm. sessions. You can say, I just kind of want to have established a relationship with a therapist that if we do hit a wall in six months, we can just come and you kind of know who we are. Mm. There's ways to get, obviously, therapy is not always accessible, but a lot of couples therapists do take insurance. They do sliding scales. But if you're not ready to go to therapy or you don't believe in therapy, which some people don't, the internet is good for some things if you're Googling <laughs> the right stuff. You should Google like famous licensed marriage and family therapists or famous couples therapists like Esther Perel or the Gottmans, right? And then kind of read their stuff. Gottman has a lot of great stuff. I am level two certified Gottman. They have decks of cards. They have books that how do you go on dates and how do you communicate and all of these skills that you can buy on your own. I love that. I was going to actually ask because we're not, um, you know, super religious. We're not Catholic. We're not doing the pre-cana, like the kind of specific things that couples usually do um, in religious instances. So I really appreciate that. I'm going to look that up and that's super helpful. How has family been understanding, you know, they that generally plays a big part in how fun, exciting, and the planning is? How, has your family impacted your planning process at all? And, um, and Maggie, once she answers, I'd love to hear any feedback you have on how to navigate kind of working through yeah. parent issues alone. Yeah, my, um, both of our family has actually been super great. Um, they, kind of just opened up and said anything we can help with. The problem is I don't think either one of our families have a lot of experience in this. So um, like, you know, my mom's like, what am I supposed to do for the bridal shower? And I'm like, I don't know. And so she's been great. She's been like researching things, but it's just like, I don't think either of our families, we haven't had a bunch of big weddings recently. And so I don't really know how to like delegate things to them. Um, it's it, the way that it's helpful to everyone, I guess. Yeah. Boundaries are really important when it comes to family dynamics in a wedding or in the marriage after, right? And sometimes the wedding is really where that, that starts. Um, your family of origin or your parents and your siblings and all of that. And when you get married, you are now a family unit with your partner. That is the beginning. You don't need to have kids. It could be you two and the dog, right? Like that is your new family unit. And then the family of origin is on the outside and they are going to have a host of opinions probably all of the time. Even if they say them nicely, they don't like intrude. They might like slide it in there. They're like, oh, why don't you do that? Right? Maybe they didn't know a lot about wedding, but if you guys choose to have kids, they might have a lot to say about that Mm. or where you're going to live or where you'll buy a house. And it's putting those boundaries up quickly and saying, like, I totally respect your opinion. I'm willing to listen to it, but that doesn't mean I'm going to do what you guys want us to do. Me and my partner really have to make that decision for ourselves. 
and being consistent with it. They're going to push back. When you put boundaries up, people are like, what are you doing? This is not you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they'll push and they'll push. And as long as you're Change. consistent, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes they don't even realize they're, they, they're doing it. They're just so used to reacting to who you used to be and what you used to do that they're like, all right, cut this out. Like, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. And if you don't, they'll be like, oh, no, she's just serious. Like, this is what she wants. Yeah. I love oh. that. Are there any other tips, Maggie, that you suggest um, couples do either before they get started planning or during the planning process um, that might be helpful to some of our other brides listening or our couples listening? I think delegating is like a really big thing and something I did not do. Um, And I had a great bridal party that was like, let me help, let me help. And I didn't do it. Mm. I think making sure you use your army and your tribe because like that is why they're there especially mm-hmm. in those last couple of weeks leading up to the wedding, I was drowning. And I was like, I got this. I got this until I was like on the floor crying. And my fiance at that time was like, you don't have this. You go don't take a have nap. this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> go take a nap. I don't want to hear it. Like we'll, we'll reconvene. And he would like do the stuff while I napped. So mm. we think really delegating and asking for help, okay. continuing to have fun with it. Right. It's mm. so stressful that like, We also forget the meaning behind it, right? You're going to marry the love of your life. You want to celebrate that with your friends and your family who are literally showing up for you. There's no other reason they're there. That, when you just said that point, it made me think about something someone said to me a couple weeks ago. He said, do you know what a wedding's for? And I was like, oh, like to, you know, join together to show our love. And he's like, no, it's for your families to come together. And so I've been thinking about that and it makes me feel kind of a little bad. I'm like, who is it for? Is it for our families to come together? Is it for us? Is it for, you know, and so that's something that I've been thinking about a bit too. And I think as long as you're happy on that day, your family who is there, like that is going to be for them right? Mm -hmm. Seeing you so happy is really what they want over the dress, over the food. When you leave, yeah, people might be like, the food was great. The music was great. But what people are going to say to you is like, your smile was gorgeous. You can tell how in love you are. We could feel the love in the room. Like that's really what you hear after. Mm -hmm. So it is for you too. And I think that's important. And I encourage all the couples to do this is identify what is the intention for your wedding. Because you can identify, is it for you or is it for your family or is it to build this or is it to create legacy or identify what is the intention? Because if there isn't any, you might as well elope. And the intention is really there to to gauge your decisions. Like, So when you said Josh is like, he wants to be so detailed about everything, I'm that kind of person too. Every single decision I'm making for an event is because there's a love story. There's something tangible attached to There's some intention behind it that we're trying to express to the people in the room. So I think being intentional throughout your planning process is going to help those decisions be easier and help the conversations be smoother because you know what you're doing it for and who you're doing it for. Um, and so just, it, it, yeah, it's about the love, but it might be about creating a legacy or doing something that people in your family have never experienced before. Maggie, mm-hmm. outside of a therapist, have you ever suggested that people see lawyers or see a financial advisor? Like who are some other people, people should be discussing like marriage is serious. 
It it absolutely is serious. Um, I think that that's a, a conversation you need to have like with your partner of what your comfort levels are, right? And I think you should have those conversations maybe even before you get engaged, if that's mm. even possible, of like, well, if we were to get married, I would want a prenup. Like maybe you own something. Maybe you just were t- always taught, I think especially for females, that like, we don't want to have to depend on anyone and we don't want to lose everything if we leave a marriage, right? That that's a big narrative that women now are like, I want to marry you because I want to, because not because I need to. But I also, if this doesn't work, I want to be able to come out of this and know that I'm taken care of. And I think, I think Betches Brides has done many episodes on that about like why a prenup is important. And like, it doesn't mean you don't love the person. I think that you should talk about what Money in general, what you have in savings, debts, what kind of job career you see yourself going in, like if where you are now is where you're staying, totally fine. I just need to know that that's probably going to be your salary, right? I think having a financial advisor, if neither one of you have retirement or anything to set that up, is that going to be separate? Is that going to be together? A financial advisor to talk about how are you going to do your money? Are you going to have separate bank accounts? Are you going to have joint bank accounts? Like, as fun as love is, it's really logistical a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we learned that with the name change process. Like, that was hardy. <laughs> yeah, which is why I still haven't done it yet. Um, <laughs> it's because you have to start at Social Security, and I just don't want to go yeah. to Social Security. <laughs> well, our, ex- our expert has a service for you. Hannah, are there any other questions you'd love to ask Maggie or anything that you feel you learned through this process that you think our, our, our couples would love to hear more about? Um, I think one last question for Maggie is just how do you, this is maybe about kind of mindset, how do you stay present on your wedding day? How do you create mm. moments that you're going to remember and not just have it fly by like everyone talks about? A good run of show. <laughs> I think it's one, again, trusting the people that are around you that morning, right? If you have a bridal party, your family, like I would only have people there that like are not going to stress you out and that are going to be there to enjoy it with you. When the photographer comes in, it's kind of like wild. Like all of a sudden they're like, go there, do this, do that. And when you're standing with your bridal party, remember to maybe take that step back and take a deep breath and just like look around and almost take like these mental pictures of it. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, you're going to come out of it and be like, what just happened? Right? Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be like, do I remember anything? We said to our friends after, we're like, did you have fun? Was our wedding fun? And they're like, what are you talking about? And yeah. we were like, it just happened so fast. And then we both got the flu right after. So also take your vitamins. <laughs> oh, I'm quarantining. <laughs> we are full-blown quarantining before. I am not getting sick. I quarantined Doesn't and matter. still got the flu two days later because you're so what? run down. So sleep and take care of yourself because that I actually think is one of the biggest things leading up to actually prioritize your health and your, your rest as much as you can, because that day is so long, Mm -hmm. you are going to be on your ass. And that was not fun. And you're dehydrated. You're usually not drinking any water. You're drinking, Mm. you're chugging champagne. Which, right. Yeah, slurp, slurp, Hannah. Get get ready. It's like you're, you're preparing to run a marathon. Essentially, you're going to be malnourished technically, 
Like it is hardy. But you won't notice because it goes by so fast. (laughs) You're going by so fast. So I want to close with this because that just made me think of, we get so many, so many um, brides on the show that are like, I'm type A, I'm type A, I'm type A. And I'm like, type A's are the ones who want to fix and change and edit and this, that, and they see it on the day. Maggie, say it, say it again for the people and for our type A girls who want to try and change everything once they see it. Like, can you tell them to let it go? Just let it go, girl. You gotta <laughs> let it go. And as somebody who had a day of coordinator and still didn't want to let it go, it got to the point where there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. You planned, you prepped, it's here. And again, nobody's looking for the mistakes like you are. Everyone's just looking at the two of you and celebrating your love. Nobody's ever going to know what you know might have gone wrong. Because only you know that. Only, only you. you. Only you know the Pinterest wedding that you had in your head. They're walking into what they know. And it's nice. So be right. nice. It's going to be nice. <laughs> All right, ladies. That was that was lovely. Thank you so much. That is it for this week's episode of Betches Brides. Maggie, where can people find you? So you can look me up on Psychology Today. My website's not ready yet, of course. Um, so <laughs> my practice is called Reclaim Hope Marriage and Family Therapy Practice. Or you can find me on Instagram at Margaret D underscore LMFT. Love. And Hannah Darling, April, yes. Leesburg. VA. If I'm not there, how can we follow how, how can we follow your wedding? I'm girl, I might be there. <laughs> You're invited. Um, hey. You can follow along at DJ on the bike on Instagram. I'm also a cycling instructor in the area, so that's why where the bike part comes in. But yeah, follow me there. Love that. All right, follow the show at Betches Brides on Instagram. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Monday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Thank you so much for listening, and till death do us part. Betches.